All right, everyone. Thank you for joining me. My name is Mary Smith. I am the podcast host for An Educator's Legacy. I am so glad that you're here with me this week because you will be absolutely floored with this interview. Juan Lira has been a close personal friend of mine for many, many years, more years than I would like to count because I'm not really that old. Um, he was a he is a licensed professional counselor. Uh, he has had 14 years as a school counselor. And the last couple of years, he's been working as a therap- uh, licensed professional counselor for Positive Soul Holistic in my therapy group. Am I getting that right, Juan? That is correct. Okay. And if you want to contact uh, Juan after this, um, Juan is bilingual. So if you um, prefer to habla espanol, you can certainly get in touch with him at this website, www.positivesoultherapy.com, or you can call 210-858-6127. But now we're going to go ahead and jump into the interview. And the reason that I chose Juan is because Juan has a different perspective than I do. Being a bilingual educator, being a man, and being a counselor makes him completely different than me. So um, let's just jump right in. And Juan, can you tell me, why did you choose to become an educator in the first place? Uh, Becoming an educator has always been my dream. It started way back um, uh, when I was uh, living in Mexico at the time. Uh, my aunt happened to be a teacher, an elementary school teacher, and I was happened to go visit her uh, in the classroom. And I noticed how the kids were motivated, uh, they were enthusiastic, and, and they were learning. And uh, that was the first thing. Then uh, my uncle, my uh, mother's brother, happened to also uh, be an educator. Uh, he died at the uh, young age of 40. And I uh, remember going to the funeral and uh, they actually took his coffin uh, to the classroom where he was teaching. And from there, they took it to the cemetery and a group of students followed. Wow. At that moment, it was very moving. I bet uh, it was. And uh, he wound up having a school name after him. Is that right? Yes. He left quite a legacy, didn't he? He sure did. And, uh, you know, those two were very inspirational in me becoming a teacher. I um, also have an uncle on my father's side who was a professor at A&M Laredo. And um, he um, is, was assistant dean before he retired. And so those are people that I admire that are in our family that kind of inspire us uh, to be educators. My brother's also an educator. Uh, and he was a board member of Houston ISD. And um, and so we're, you know, we have been retired now from education. And I went on to uh, become a licensed professional counselor uh, to continue in the field that I love. That's awesome, Juan. It sounds like you come from a long line of educators. And I bet you were like amazing in the classroom just because it's in your blood. <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was really fun being an educator and always finding new ways of being creative and finding new ways to teach and 
uh, reaching the students and um and and that was a, a big thing for me is you know you cannot teach only in one way you have to find different ways to try to reach everyone as best you can right you're right because not every student learns the same and you're not going to connect with every student in the same way so you've always got to look at multiple options yes so when thinking about your career, Juan, where do you feel like you've had the greatest impact? Is it in your counseling, in your teaching, in your, um, I mean, what, where is it that you feel like you've had the greatest impact overall? Well, I started out as a teacher and I was a bilingual teacher for third grade. And uh, I really felt that most of my impact as a third grade teacher was with the parents. Uh, we were able to to motivate the students and some of them became very successful and did very well but it was the parents that uh, that came to us and wanted to know uh, how they could help their child uh, that was very inspiring um, as a school counselor in middle school I think that's where I made my greatest impact uh, being that I could relate to the students the students could relate to some of the theory I was applying and uh, helping them to solve problems, to, um, to find solutions uh, that, that they you know, didn't even know how to go about. And uh, those, that was the time when I actually was able to um, you know, help students through suicidal ideation, uh, through cutting. Uh, this is uh, a lot of that was uh, you know, showing up in the middle schools and uh, just in that impact, uh, some CPS cases we have to uh, report where stu you know, students were getting abused. Uh, this is just the beginning of uh, many things that we did in the middle school uh, years that uh, I felt were, were the greatest impact because we were able to help some of these students to be successful and, and uh, continue on their journey of education. How did you handle that, though, Juan? Because... I think if I would have had, I mean, I'm talking about the mental part, you know, the mental part of dealing with students that um, think suicide is, is an option and that think they have to cut themselves or they they're doing some kind of self harm. I mean, that's gotta be hard to handle emotionally. Uh, it is. It is very hard. Uh, but most of all, we had a protocol and we, we follow the protocol, uh, Basically, if a student, uh, let's say, was uh, came in and uh, stated that they were going to kill themselves, uh, we right away call the parent in. Uh, we have the principal involved. Everyone is involved. Um, the police officer comes in and uh, be sure that if a parent does not show up, that we have to escort the, the, the student to the hospital. Oh. When well, they are. I mean, y'all have the systems in place for them to get help automatically. Yes, we right away. There was, uh, you know, no time to even question the situation. Uh, we right away uh, took them straight to the hospital or and get help immediately, and then they send them to um, rehab or to a, an intern um, hospital where they will stay for three to four days, maybe a week. Uh, so they can get counseling and they can uh, help them to return back to school. Yeah. So how did you, ha how did that affect your life personally, Juan? 
I mean, did you allow it to affect it personally? Uh, I don't know. For me, I think I'm, I would think I wasn't allowing it to affect me, but I think I would. I mean, it would, whether I wanted it to or not, you know? Yes, it's very, it was hard. But uh, one of the things that I, uh, that I lived by was that once I closed that counseling door at school and I came home, I, I now attended to the family and, and that was challenging enough as it is. Um, And so that, that kept me busy. So um, what strategy can you give people to do that one? Because that's what everybody wants to do, but everybody, I don't know that everybody can do that, you know? Well, several things. Number one is the family needs attention. So you, you focus your brain, Focus your mind on uh, giving attention to the family when you get home. Uh, the other thing is wellness. You know, keep yourself healthy. Go go to the gym. Go for walks. Uh, go to yoga. Anything that's going to keep your mind at ease where you can actually shut it off just for a few seconds to regroup. Um, I use a lot of cognitive behavior therapy uh, in my practice. And I also use it on myself. So I know that if I'm thinking one thing and, you know, if it's harming me or keeping me from doing what I want to do, I'm able to change that mindset into a different one. And the whole concept there is to change the behavior. If If you change the behavior, you change the thought. And once you change the thought, you can change the emotion. Ah, yeah, because, and people need to remember that all of our emotions are temporary. They're not going to last forever. That is correct. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good strategy. Focus on your family when you get home and then take care of yourself. Personal wellness. I mean, everybody, yeah. that's a big issue right now is personal wellness. And there's so many educators that are leaving the field um, of education now because they don't feel like they're able to take care of themselves both mentally and physically. And um, it's, it's fixing to be a huge issue. We've already got a teacher shortage of 200,000 teachers predicted for the year 2020 to 20, no, 2021 to 2022. They're predicting 200,000 teachers short. And then if you add in those teachers that are leaving, because we don't feel like we have the emotional support of, or the physical support to maintain our own selves and our own identities, then we're really going to have a problem. Yeah, that doesn't sound too good. No, it doesn't. Okay, so you just left your kind of left your troubles at the door, though, and then just focused on your family. Right, and 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 there's a lot of work to do with the family, and um, and you know we see a lot of families breaking up because they're right. not able separate work from home uh, a lot of putting priorities on their work versus uh, priorities on their family and um, and so sometimes they just can't shut it off and so yeah. they need to be able to okay so I will tell you this folks I have known Juan and his wife Anna for years and they really always have been a very family focused family um, even when they were just in the classroom they were super family focused. So, as you can remember, Mary, uh, we used to have families to arrive together. I do remember. <laughs> Holy cow! There was a bunch. Yes, of- it was. We were all together. Uh, I was teacher there at 
at uh, in Fair. Yep. And uh, so it was my wife and my children were going to the same school. So we all arrived in the same car. That's crazy, isn't it? Not yes. many people can say that. No. <laughs> I think that's awesome, though. Okay, so Juan, what are you most passionate about? Is it something that's personal? Is it something that's professional? Is it a hobby? What are you most passionate about? What is Juan Lira most passionate about? Well, you know, Mary, uh, I'm very passionate about uh, my career uh, as a school counselor, now as a licensed professional counselor, uh, providing therapy to families and uh, individuals, and also I do couples. Uh, my spare time is uh, doing, uh, going over lessons uh, uh, that uh, are modern uh, ways of of, uh, of doing therapy. Uh, I look at the old theories, then I look at the modern theories, and I combine them all, and and I just keep studying. Uh, I I don't stop. I I, I study late at night uh, during the day whenever I get a time. And so that's what I'm passionate about because I feel that when I, uh, a client gets, when I get to a client, should I say, and, and a client comes in, I need to be prepared yeah. and from all angles. And so I use a lot of my free time to continue studying and researching and going over material and plus uh, also prepping for the, uh, for any of my clients. So that takes its time. So I'm giving a lot of my, free time to my profession. Yeah. Well, and I will say this, that you've always been, as long as I've known you, you've been a lifelong learner and you have always tried, strove to evolve into becoming even better professionally than you were. I mean, I've never seen you standing still. Say that again. I haven't ever seen you just standing still. You constantly are evolving and, and you're a lifelong learner. So from what I've seen and what I know of you, I've never really seen you just stand still and, and get comfortable where you are. You just keep on plugging away. Yeah, because there's so much. It's so, so much new material, so many new things out there, and uh, you, never, uh, you never stop. And, and the more you know, uh, the better you can help your client. Right, right. Okay, so Juan, what would you like people to say when they hear your name? Um, you know, there's so many things that I could say, and, and I, you know, the, and one of the things is, is maybe that I helped them a little bit. Let me, let me read you some of these things that I have here. Okay. Uh, this is from a student. I appreciate everything you did for me uh, through the year. You have been a positive influence on me uh, because you have encouraged me to keep trying and so on. Um, you know, these are just some of the notes. Uh, thank you for helping me uh, to find my classes and letting me know I was failing. I would not have known I was failing without your help. You're a very good counselor and very helpful. And that's just a little notes that I have. Um, I have notes from people, for instance, that uh, suffer from anxiety. They were afraid to just come out of the house. And one particular uh, client actually uh, went on a road trip on an RV with her children. Oh, nice. Uh, after just couldn't even get out of the house. So, so afraid. So we're still at mom's house. Uh, 
Oh, so she had suffered some trauma, so you know I don't want to get into that. But just to get someone from point A to point B to start, you know, being able to handle their anxiety, uh, being able to get them out of depression and, and start doing things, and before they couldn't even uh, think about or doing uh, those things are, are very helpful. So if I could, if I help someone, even just a tiny bit, to me. That's what the legacy is. If I help someone keep stay in their marriage because they came to couples counseling and they were struggling and they're still together a year later. I mean, those little things uh, are the ones that are encouraging. Okay, folks. So here's two things that I noticed from what Juan just said. You know, he was reading those notes about the difference that he made in students' lives who thought it was important enough for him to actually, for them to actually write it down and give to him. Number one, I noticed that he kept the notes. One, you kept those notes. Um, that says that they, they mean something to you, that it, it was important. Tell me about that. Well, it really does. Um, you know, very inspirational. Uh, it, it's, um, I guess it justifies uh, the hard work uh, that we put in uh, and that we made a difference in some students' lives uh, or some patients' lives, um, clients' lives, that I say, um, because um, sometimes we don't have any way of, of knowing uh, whether we had any significance uh, in any of uh, our students or our um, clients. But when we get a note, that means that uh, someone uh, took time to to let us know that uh, they were inspired, they they were moved, they they changed, they did something that came from from us, and and that has a lot of meaning to me. Right, and the second thing is that I noticed is that you actually look at them. Uh, yes, I do. Every once in a while, I'll get them out and just to remind me that uh, sometimes when I feel that I'm in a rut or I'm not uh, making much of a change from someone, uh, I just, uh, and it inspires me and gets me going and, and makes me even work harder to, to, be, to see what I need to do in order to improve uh, my style of therapy uh, and, and, and just keep me uh, going as to... Uh, to work hard uh, at uh, new research and, and, and finding ways to help clients. Yeah. You know, Juan, I'm not an LPC, and I do the same thing. I have some I like because notes that of people that have written me compliments on, on something, a keynote I've delivered or a training that I've delivered, and they're telling me about the impact they've made and that I've made in their life. And I, I keep those so that when I'm having a bad day, I can pull them out and remember, you know, this is why I do what I do. Exactly. Exactly. And pretty much. Yeah, we're not doing it for the pay. <laughs> pretty much in a nutshell. Uh, we do it. We do it because of our passion that we have for our job. That's uh, right. You know, we, we go out every day and, and we try to make a, a difference in somebody's lives. Uh, but at the same time as when you're doing that, you're also making a difference in your life. And in one's life, because you uh, are moved, uh, and you start to practice some of those things that you see uh, that are helping people, uh, you actually become part of 
uh, of that theory or part of that thing that you have a passion about. So you bring that home too, and and it helps out in the marriage. It helps out with uh, being a father, being a husband, um, all these things. You know, all, all around is is helpful. You're right because it also it breeds confidence. You know, yeah. and when you're confident in one area of your life, a lot of times it spills over into other areas as well. Yes, and being in touch with your inner self and knowing where you're at uh, means a lot. And if you need to make changes, then make those changes to, um, to better oneself, but also to better the relationship you have with your spouse uh, and with your children and with uh, your coworkers and friends. Right, right. Well, you know what, Juan? I think you've left a, a very positive legacy behind you. You've got the notes and stories to prove it. Um, and the, the best thing about it is, is even though you may have retired from the school system, you have not hung up your hat yet. You are still working as a licensed professional counselor. So anyone who's looking for someone to talk to, um, who's looking for someone who can uh, listen to what you have to say. And honestly, I don't know what an LPC does um, I don't know your strategies, Juan. That's not my expertise. <laughs> but I do know that if you need some help, you should call Juan. And you can get in touch with him at 210-858-6127. Also, if you'll check out my blog notes, you'll find that I have some uh, his bio on there, some information about him with a link to a blog he wrote about anxiety. And it's a pretty interesting read. So you might want to give it a shot because I know a lot of teachers suffer from anxiety. And so you might want to go look at that. And if you are looking for someone to talk to, give Juan a call. Juan, thanks for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. And you have a great day today. And folks, everybody, I want you to know that if you are... Um, in the classroom, if you're an educator, if you are support staff, if you are whatever it is, whatever your role is in education, don't forget that you leave a legacy behind every single day as well. And you get to choose whether it be positive or negative. So be like Juan and leave a positive legacy. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Bye. Oh, thank you.